What a beautiful presence of the Lord in this place this morning. Amen. There is no other place I would rather be than in God's presence. Amen. No other place I would rather be than in God's presence. Proverbs chapter 29. I'm going to read verse 18. It is good to see everyone that's here this morning. I have a few visitors here today. We're we're so glad that you've come. We're glad that you're here. And uh, today you're going to hear a little bit about why we're so glad you're here. Amen. And uh, we want people to feel like they belong here. We want people to feel like they can have a home here. That there's a place for them with our family. Amen. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, quite a familiar passage of Scripture. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Turn to the person next to you, say, reach. Say, make. Say, belong. That is our vision. Reach, make, belong. I want to preach to you a little while this morning on reach, make, belong. Jesus, we thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for the opportunity to be here, Father. Pray, God, your spirit would be with us as it is already, Lord. Lead and guide us, Jesus. Help us to get connected with what you are wanting to do in this city, with what you're wanting to do in your kingdom, what you're wanting to do with our church, what you're wanting to do with the people in our church, Lord. We love you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. <clears throat> it was about 350 years ago, give or take maybe 10 years, when a shipload of travelers landed on the northeast coast of America. The very first thing they did in the first year was they established a town site. In the year after that, they decided to elect a town government. In the third year, that town government planned to build a road five miles west into the wilderness. And in the fourth year, the people tried to impeach their town government. They tried to kick them out of power. They tried to get rid of them because they thought that it was a waste of public funds to build a road five miles into nowhere. Who needed to go out into the wilderness anyway? What was the purpose of a road that went five miles into nowhere? What was the point? What was the reason? Here we see a people who had great courage and great vision to be able to pack up their belongings and leave civilization, if I could put it like that, to settle in a new world that was unknown and full of danger and uncertain of what the future held, a people with great vision. And yet just a few years later, the people who had a vision to move across the globe to a new world didn't even have enough vision to build a road five miles out of town. 
they had lost their pioneering vision. Spiritually speaking, as a church, we need to keep our vision front and center of our mind. We need to keep it in focus. We need to keep our mind fixed on what we are doing. Everything that we say and everything we do in this church must lead to a pursuit of the vision. Every program we run, every department that we have, be it men's, be it ladies, be it Sunday school, be it prayer me, whatever it is, it needs to be driven by our vision of reach, make, belong. Someone say reach, make, belong. I'm going to have you saying it in your sleep. Because if we lose our vision, we lose our focus. If we lose our vision, we become focused internally. We disconnect from what God wants to do in our lives. We disconnect from what God wants to do in our families. We disconnect when we lose vision from what God wants to do in our church. When we lose our vision, we we disconnect the purpose and the reason that God has placed this church here in this hour and in this day. We need to remain focused on our vision. Because if we lose sight of our vision, we waste the sacrifice. We waste the hardships that we have endured to get to this point. We waste the building blocks that have gone into this church over the years. If we lose sight of our vision, we begin to flounder. We begin to have no direction. We begin to not know where we're aiming. We just begin to just tick boxes because that's what we do. As a church, we must always be pushing higher. We must be always reaching for greater. We must be always looking for deeper. We must never be happy as a church to accept the status quo. We must never be happy just to sit back and go, well, this is how we have always done it, so this is how we will always do it. Hello? Reach. Make. Belong. The Bible tells us that without a vision, the people perish. The New King James Version puts it like this. It says, where there is no revelation... The people cast off restraint. When we get rid of the vision, we get rid of what binds us together. We get rid of what holds our energies together and and focuses us into the same direction. We cast off the restraint. We stop pulling in the same direction. If there is no clear vision, nobody knows what we are doing here. Everyone just does, the Bible says, what seems right in their own eyes. But a vision enables us to stay focused. It enables us to amplify our efforts. It gives us a goal and a target to aim at and to achieve as a church. Reach, make, belong. The first part of our vision this morning is we are here to reach our world. Someone say amen. As a church, from the pastor to the very youngest person in this building, we need to have a heart for the lost. And not just for the lost, but we need to start seeing people as God sees people. 
We need to see people as individuals with stories, with backgrounds, with with heartache and, and a road that they have traveled. We need to see them as God sees them, as one person that God loves, as one person that Jesus paid the price for, as one person who was willing that Jesus was willing to come for that person. Reach. God cares for the one. He knows their name. He knows their story. He knows the prayers that have been whispered in the darkest of night when they think that nobody, not even God, can hear what they're saying. That's the level of care and attention we need to start having for people if we want to reach our world. Our challenge is that as humans, we tend to see people outside as this teeming mass of humanity. We, we generalize and we compartmentalize and we stereotypically put people into groups because that's just easier for our little minds to handle. But if we can just get the mind of Christ in this matter, if we could begin to see people as God sees people, we miss opportunities to minister. We miss opportunities to reach people. We miss opportunities to connect with people when we just treat everybody as, well, that person's never going to come to church. Look at how messed up that person's life is because we just put them in a that person category and we like to leave them there because it's easier for us to handle. Turn to the person next to you, give them a high five and say, reach. Here's the thing. As far as God is concerned, nobody, everyone say nobody, Nobody. is unfit for his kingdom. Look at this, Luke chapter 14. Why don't you turn there? I'm going to read your story. Verse 15, and one of them. That sat at meat with him, heard these things. He said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. So Jesus turns around and says, Well, hold it. Let me tell you who's in the kingdom of God. Let's read on. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, verse 16, and bade many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go see it. I pray, have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. Please, can you, can you excuse me? Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind." And the servant did that. He comes back. He says, Lord, it's done as you have commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. My house may be filled. 
For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. You want to know who's going to be in the kingdom of God? Anybody who wants to be here. And in this church, our job is to go out into the highways, out into the byways, looking for the people that society rejects, that society's written off, that have been forgotten about. We want the people who are hurting. We want the people who are broken. We want the people who are lost. We want the people who have been let down. We want the people who have been disappointed. These are the kind of people that we need to be reaching for. And the vision for this church, everyone say the vision for my church, is that every man, woman, boy, and girl, within the sound of my voice, will have a heart to reach for people. Every person that we come into contact with is there to be reached. We need to fish with a wide net. We need to keep reaching, never stop reaching, always be reaching. For just one more to share the gospel with. That Jesus loves them. That Jesus died for them. That He opened up a way of salvation. That we can repent. That we can be forgiven from our sins. That we can be baptized. That we can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the gospel, amen. And so how do you reach? How can you reach? You have a responsibility. We don't like responsibilities, do we? You have a responsibility. You need to be willing to boldly share the gospel. Luke 14, 23 says to go into the highways and hedges. Can I give you a little newsflash, church? You ain't going to reach nobody sitting in church. Hello. All our visitors are like, my Lord, what have we come to? You're not going to reach anybody in church. The people we need to reach are out there. We need to be making a difference out there. We need to be speaking to people out there. We need to pray for them. We need to catch up with them. We need to fast for them. We need to be there for them. We need to allow our light to shine. Amen. Reach. Everyone say reach. The second part of our vision is to make. Our vision is to make disciples. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 in the New King James Version says, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Our vision is to be a church that makes disciples. This means that we grow. This means that we mature. This means that we learn. This means that we are not the same yesterday as we are today. It also means that as a church, we need to have a disciple maker's heart. We need to identify that one person in our life who we can influence for Jesus. My question for you today is, who are you influencing right now? Who's looking at you for an example on how to live for God? Who's looking at you for direction? Who is your disciple? Who could you introduce to Jesus? Look at this in the book of Acts. Let's turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 verse 10. I want to read you the story of Ananias.
It says, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints of Jerusalem. This was the Saul who went around locking up Christians. This was the Saul who was persecuting the church. This was the Saul who split up husbands and wives and kids and chucked them into jail because they were Christian. And here, verse 14, he has authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go your way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou comest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from Saul's eyes as if it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples at Damascus. You know what stands out to me about this story? You don't read anything else about Ananias in the Bible. That's it. God gave him one job. Your job is to go cut the great apostle Paul loose. That was his one job. You don't read about him preaching great revivals. You don't read about him witnessing to thousands of people. You don't read about him preaching to hundreds. You don't read about the great miracles and signs and wonders that God did through the ministry of Ananias. No, all you read about is just these few verses in the book of Acts. Can I encourage somebody today? You might only make one disciple in your lifetime. But you could be making a disciple of the next evangelist. Your disciple could be the next pastor of our church. Your disciple could be a member of the board. Who are you influencing in your life? So how can you help make? Turn to the person next to you and say, this is going to be rough. How can you help fulfill the vision First of all, you need to be committed to growing. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you need to be willing to grow and mature. You need to grow in faithfulness. You need to grow in understanding. You need to grow in the Spirit. You need to be willing to step up into new areas of responsibility. You need to go deeper into commitment. We need to grow in our giving. We need to grow in our prayer life. We need to grow in our Bible reading. We need to grow in our worship. We need to grow in our praise. 
for so long, some of us have just been happy to sit back. And you know, our, our favorite scripture is, none of these things move me. Our favorite song is, Lord, if you can use anything, Lord, please don't use me. We cannot stay the same church. We must grow. We must change. We must mature. We cannot be bothered by the same things that bothered us when we first started coming to God. We've got to learn to grow and be mature. Because if you can do that, then you will be able to influence others to follow in your footsteps. This is what Paul said. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And this is what it means to make disciples. You are influencing others to follow you as you follow Christ. Sunday school teachers, what kind of influence are you having on your children? You are making disciples. Youth committee, what influence are you having on the young people? Look at your lives. Are you influencing them for good? Are you influencing them for bad? Are they learning? Are they growing? How are you making disciples? Music team. What kind of influence are you having on the church? Do they see your love for God on display when they worship? Do they see that you are influencing the church in the right direction? Pastor. What influence are you having on the church? How are you living your life? Do people look at your life and understand that you live for God? That you follow Him no matter what? Can people follow you as you follow Christ? Hello? This applies to everybody. Woo, so quiet. Saint of God, what influence are you having at your workplace? Does your workplace know that you're a Christian? Do they know that you live for God? Do they know you stand for something? Do they know that your life has been changed? Teenagers in school, what influence are you having in your school? Who are you impacting for the Lord? Do they see you pray? Do they see you give God the glory when things go right? Mom and dad, Woo, mom and dad, what influence are you having on the lives of your children? Do they know that you pray? Do they know that you read your Bible? Do they hear you grumbling about the church or are you looking forward to getting to church on Sunday? Do they, what, do they, what do they hear you say? How are you influencing your disciples? We are all called to make disciples and we need to be a positive influence for the kingdom of God in everyone we meet. Amen. Everyone say reach. Everyone say make. Our vision is to have a church where you belong. In the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 44. Check this out. And all that believed were together. Everyone say together. And had all things in common. I want to have a church. I want to be a part of the church where everybody feels like they belong here.
where they feel like they are a part of the community, where they feel like they are a part of the body of Christ, where they they feel like they can fit in and they belong here and there is a home here for them. You know, there's a little tagline on our website that says, there's a place for your family with our family. I like that. That's what it means to belong. That's what it means to belong. We want to be a part of a church where every person is active and engaged in the mission of the church, active and engaged in the vision and the direction that the church is headed towards. We don't want people sitting on the fringes of our church, on the outside, feeling like they don't quite fit in here, feeling isolated from the body. Where we're reading in the book of Acts chapter chapter 2, look at this, it says in verse 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles' Verse 44, and all that believed were together, had all things in common, and sold their possessions. Verse 45, and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house. Let me just stop there. Can I encourage you guys, catch up with coffee with each other? Just do it. Invite someone over. You know, Brother Kenneth, Sister Linda, you invite Sister Minnie over. Brother Stan, you invite Brother, um, I don't know who can I pick on, Brother Gara over. Sister Messer, you know, you invite us over. I'll come over to your place. You make me a cup of tea. Yeah, let's just fellowship with one another. That's what it means to create a community where people belong. Amen. Breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added daily to the church such as should be saved. Amen. So how can you belong? How can you belong? If you, get your finger, point at yourself. Say, if I, if I am a part of this church, get involved. Find some. Actually, can I pick on some? I want to brag on some. Where's Sister Susan and Imani? You're gonna to need to translate for me. Sister Susan, come up the front here. I want. I want to brag on someone. Get Grandma. Come up. She doesn't speak any English. Do you know how much English Sister Susan speaks? Not much. She doesn't speak much English. But do you know she, she belongs in this church? Do you know why she belongs? She's involved. She's committed. Every Sunday when I get to church, you know where she is? She's out the front. She's sweeping the dust off the front porch. Before anybody else shows up, Sister Susan is out there sweeping the dust out. That's somebody who knows this is my church. I belong here. I'm going to find somewhere to sit down. Who else can I pick on? Where's Kerry? Kerry, come up here. Come. Quick, quick, chop, chop. See this young lady here? Sister Susan is one of the older ladies. This lady is one of the younger ones. You know, she's been on the door at this church. For, I don't know how long, two years now? 
She's very shy. She's been here for two years. And every person who walks through that door gets a smile and a handshake from Sister Carrot. See, she's found somewhere where she can belong. She's found somewhere where she can fit in. Thank you. You can sit down. You know, she fits in somewhere. Come here, Sam. This is, this is, I know this is a bit different from the usual. So, see this young man here? This man belongs at Hope Divine. You know why? Because every Tuesday night when none of you see it, none of you know what goes on, this young man comes in and changes the batteries on all the microphones and gets them ready. Now, I don't know what happened today. I know you changed the batteries. Yeah, we didn't have Tuesday. That's right. We didn't have Tuesday night here. That's why. We didn't have it here. Right? Every Tuesday, he belongs. He has found somewhere where he can come in and help out and serve. Amen? You get my point. We need to find somewhere where we can belong. We need to get ourselves on a roster and say, I'm going to help out. There are so many other people who help out. Sister Jenny picks people up every single Sunday without fail. I don't have to text her. I don't have to remind her. I don't have to check in with her. It just happens. She's found somewhere where she can serve, where she helps out. Amen? Everybody has a place where they can serve, where they can help, and they can be a part of what we are doing in this church. Amen? Get yourself on a roster. Help out. If you're not attending a connect group, get into a connect group. Be a part of it. They're great. You get to fellowship with people. We have tea. We have coffee. We fellowship. We share from God's Word. We learn together. We grow together. Amen? It's a community, and we want you to be a part of it. And then something else to do with belong. If you are a part of this church, if you consider this church your home church, please do not judge others who walk in those doors. Everybody is welcome at our church. I don't care if you are black, white, brown, green, pink with purple, purple polka dots. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your story is. I don't care if it's good, if it's bad. Everybody is welcome in this church. We want us to be a church where people can belong. Amen. And if you see someone new at our church, make them feel welcome. Go say hello. Introduce yourself. Now, obviously, be wise. You know, visitors. I've got a few visitors here, but just be wise. You know, you don't want to get in their face and invade their personal space and talk to them for 45 minutes. Just be sensitive, okay? If you see they look like they're getting a bit overwhelmed, then just back off a little bit, okay? Make sure you got some breath mints or spray or something. Amen. But be friendly. We want to be a friendly church, amen? We want people to feel like they can belong here. Here is the thing, and this is what I want you to remember as we get ready to finish up this morning. If someone walks through those doors to visit our church. They have already overcome some pretty insurmountable barriers just to be here. The last thing we want them to do is to walk in and us put up a whole bunch of, bunch of barriers and say, oh no, you can't come here. No. We want to lower the barriers. We want everybody to be welcomed here. Amen. Amen. We don't want to be judging people. If someone has gone to the effort to get themselves in the front door, that is a massive achievement right there and we need to celebrate that. We don't want to be putting barriers in the, into them to stop them from fitting in. Can I just also be some, do something else that's practical? I know you can come beat me up later, but let's just not get in our little cliques. You know what I mean? Right? And I've spoken about this before. 
Yeah, you know where I'm going. Right? Now, I don't know much French or Swahili. Okay? But don't just... You fellowship with one another. You're Africans. You fellowship with one another. But mingle with other people. Talk to this guy. He's really interesting. Amen? Talk to one another. You know, our, our people from up north, the islanders, talk to other people. Make other people feel welcome. Amen? Us people who are, you know, of the paler variety, talk to people. Don't be afraid to say hello. You might not understand everything they say. I, mean, I don't understand about 90% of what Brother Stan says. No, I'm joking. I understand everything he says. <laughs> right? Just talk to him. Talk to people. Be friendly. We are creating a community where people can belong. Amen. So we are a church that wants to reach our world. We are a church that wants to make disciples. We are a church that wants to create a community where people belong. Everyone say reach. Everyone say make. Everyone say belong. What's our vision? There we go. Awesome. God bless you. Let's all stand this morning. This is a bit different. I don't even know if we're going to sing a song. But my challenge for you, and we're going to, go, we're going to talk to the Lord in prayer in just a second. Okay, but here's my challenge for you this week. I want you to assess your life at this church. And you need to make a decision. If I want to make this my home church, I need to make sure I'm reaching people. If I want to make this my home church, I need to make sure that I'm making disciples. I'm influencing people correctly. I'm leading by example. Everybody, that is. Not just me. Everybody. If I want to make this my home church, I need to find somewhere to serve. I can't just sit on a pew and do nothing. I need to find somewhere to serve. And I'm talking to everybody. I'm not talking to the visitors. I'm talking to the people who have been here. They're like, well, pastor, I've been in this church for 45 years. Uh-huh, but do you belong here or not? You need to find somewhere to serve. Find somewhere to help out. Find somewhere, something to do. Grab a vacuum cleaner. Get a duster. Pick up some plates. You can do something. It doesn't take much to find somewhere to serve. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. As we pray, I want you to assess your life. I want you to ask God to talk to you about areas where you can serve, where you can help out, where you can be a part of what God is doing in our church. Praise the Lord. Precious Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this morning.